And welcome to the Let's See Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. Today, we have a mini-sode where I try and answer commonly asked resume questions in 10 minutes or less. Today's question is, is it ever okay to include an objective statement? Have you ever asked yourself this? Well, this is the episode for you, and the answer may shock you. Whatever you think I'm going to say, try to throw that out and listen up because you're going to receive some information that is going to help redefine or help reshape that top section of your resume regardless. Now, to kind of set the stage a little bit, we've been doing this thing or been making this huge push where we try and get truthful answers no matter what. As a resume service, as the host of this podcast, I've been making a big push with my team and we will be to get the most truthful answers and most accurate answers as possible for job seekers. I heard a crazy story from my brother basically talking about these content farms. And have you ever seen, I think it's scrolling through Instagram or Facebook, but basically where there are these like 10 second recipes and they show you how easy it is to create these beautiful, intricate recipes just using a few hacks. I always kind of love looking at these because they're just really entertaining. But there has been some recent discoveries, basically, that there are these content, we'll call them content farms, that are pushing out recipes that are not necessarily meant to be done or replicated out in the field. People are just creating videos just for the sake of clickbait and advertisement revenue And it's just, these recipes just don't work, guys. This was inspiring for me because I know that there is just so much information out there on the internet. There's just so much to learn here. And especially in the resume slash career world, there's so much you can learn. And I'm honored that you would choose me to go to as your source. But I really want to make sure that we try and stop the circulation of misinformation as we see it in the resume world. So what we are going to be doing are two things really in any piece of content that we put out there. Number one is try to give the reasoning behind it as much as possible, which I love doing in this episode, but give kind of the why and the background and then let you decide if you want to try some of these methods and techniques and then figuring out for yourself. And thing number two is give you credible sources and data as much as possible to support some of these arguments. Now, I do consider myself a credible source, having run a resume service for six years, but I also humbly admit that some things, a lot of things that come in the job-seeking world really should come from the recruiters and hiring decision makers, the people who are deciding whether or not to bring you in for an interview. So we'll be going to them as well as other sources to try to round things out. Okay. That being said, let's answer today's question. Is it ever okay to include an objective statement? First of all, what is an objective statement? An objective statement is basically a, I call it a statement of intent that people put at the very top of their resume, something along the lines of to secure a challenging position in an award-winning organization so I can expand my knowledge, skills, and abilities. Have you heard of something like this? Well, that is an objective statement, usually begins and leads off with the word to, and then talks about tying in how you're going to be working with that company. And I just want to talk about why I typically hate, (laughs) really don't, I'm not a fan of that, the format or the idea behind it. And first of all, I just, to seek a challenging position, which is something that I commonly see, is I think something that 
every single person that writes an objective has dabbled with. They've put the same thing. And just besides the overall repetitiveness that I see in these objective statements, oftentimes they don't really put the focus on the value that you have to offer as a professional. And instead, they just talk about just how cool it would be for you to work for another organization. I have had this business for six years, this resume business, and this has always been my stance. And just a disclaimer here that this is my own personal insight and not that of the entire career world or even our company policy here. What I'm about to say next, I think kind of changes things a little bit. At least it did for me. After listening to many stories from job seekers and reading their own objective statements, I've had a little bit of an aha moment. So that is a realization that it's not so plain and simple that people shouldn't just run away as fast as they can from the objective statement. I've always told myself that, that what you should do is make sure that your resume is as relevant as possible for the positions that you're applying for. So could it be possible that one could extract some of the targeted intent from the objective statement without actually calling it an objective statement? This was kind of my thought and my hunch as I looked at a few when I attended a resume workshop and they had some pretty decent objective statements. I'm not going to lie. I would say for those of you, some of you listening to this podcast right now, that there are some cases in which you can use elements of this objective statement. And that is if you are going through a hefty career change. I've seen it time and time again, career changes and career changer resumes are usually difficult to pull off, but really necessary that you pay attention to what's on the resume. And after just doing a little bit of digging around, I came across a a Muse article that confirmed the same thing. Now, the title of the article is funny. It's actually called The Only Time It Is Okay to Use an Objective Statement on Your Resume. It is by Lily Yang. Sorry if I'm pronouncing your name incorrectly, but I'll make sure to include that as well. But basically talking about also how being a career changer might make it more appropriate to include. They flat out say that including an objective is okay but I'll offer you another solution if that's something that you don't want to do. It's something that I'm not necessarily recommending 100%. But they use a good example where they take the old humdrum to seek a challenging position and then end up replacing it with something a little bit more targeted. So in the example, it was for somebody applying for tech startup positions who was essentially going from public relations. So they said something along the lines of, to leverage my 10 plus years of client-facing experience, public speaking skills, and experience in the tech industry in a public relations role at a growing technology startup. So not bad. Still hate the format, so I, I probably wouldn't do it, but I would, like I said, disguise some of that intent to work for a tech startup in the form of a summary. I call this the value first summary. So it's value first, which is the entire point but still ties in the fact that you are making a transition and you do want to work for the tech startup. So my creative solution here, for those of you who are going through that serious career change and want to draw intent to connect with whatever job or industry that you're moving to, so that solution is to write a summary, which is the few sentences that illustrate what you have to bring to the table, your best of the best, as we'll call it, and include a little bit about your intent and your transition. An example, and this example is inspired by a real client who I wrote for who was transitioning from the legal world 
then she got her healthcare degree and then wanted to move into healthcare management. The transition from legal to healthcare, pretty big one. So my example in this pseudo objective slash summary here is something along the lines of this. Master of Healthcare Administration graduate seeking to leverage five years of experience in analyzing legal processes to manage operations for a growing healthcare facility. Organized and methodical decision maker with the ability to engage and rally teams towards a common goal, all while operating under financial constraints. And then after that, I listed three accomplishments that were specific to her and for the job that she was applying for. So that's an example there. So I drew in the fact that she was seeking to leverage that legal experience. So I wasn't hiding it altogether, leverage it for the healthcare industry for whatever facilities that she was applying for at the time. I could not pick a more different thing or a harder transition. So from legal to healthcare, in the wise words of my parents who run a healthcare facility and who I asked them about this specifically, I know that's anecdotal, that's not data, but heck, it's my parents, I listened to them. So they said that they would admire and respect someone who talked about their past and talked about their history, even if it was a completely different change. So even if they were coming from the legal field and were able to really leverage that and use that to their advantage within the application, own it. This could be your method if you are afraid of showcasing that transition. Just own it. Healthcare people are scared of lawsuits, so, so that, could, that could have worked out for her. I think my grandpa, who used to be an IRS officer, is another great example. He used to be an IRS officer just collecting taxes and things like that, who ended up changing his careers to get his CPA and ended up helping people who ran into trouble with the IRS so they can reduce their loans. So those two jobs are clashing in every way possible, but he used the fact that he was an IRS officer to his advantage because he knew the ins and outs of the IRS and he knew how he was able to end up changing, kind of like turning that upside down, reverse engineering it and making it something positive. So that is my grandpa showcasing all of you how career change is possible, even if it seems crazy and rest in peace to the man he passed away earlier this year, just a few months ago, attended his memorial service last week and just really amazing to hear people's careers and how they can really change lives. So go out and change lives like my grandpa. Go out there, make a difference in your careers because I believe in you. I'm rooting for you and some amazing things are going to go and happen your way. Quick call to action. Thanks for tuning into this episode. Follow me on LinkedIn. I am Chris Villanueva, CPRW. And of course, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. I love hearing feedback from my fellow warriors and nothing brings me more joy than to hear about how I helped out with your job search. Please include in that review your favorite episode and possibly something that you want to learn in the future because I am reading all of them. Thanks so much. That's it for today. And I'll see you next time.